Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as director of At Earbuds Pod Movie, co-host at Comedy Film Nerds, co-producer at LA Podfest, comedy albums at GrahamElwood.com and iTunes. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Graham Elwood. Hey. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. It is wonderful to have the opportunity to speak with you. Can I start by asking, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? <laughs> Mr. I do every freaking thing? <laughs> uh, I think it usually just, it depends on what the social setting is. Sure. Um, but it's usually like, uh, I'm a comedian or, well, it depends, like, if I'm in, if it's a bunch of people who uh, might, being a comedian and they don't, if people don't know you're a comedian, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of questions that are asked that get re- repetitive and annoying. That's like, is, really? Are you sure? Yeah. It's like, you're a comedian. Oh, say something funny mm-hmm. or, um, you know, do your act right here oh. or just all this. That's got to be death. Like, well, God, you don't seem funny. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just standing here. I'm in a, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on a plane. Like, what am I supposed to Thanks come? Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, coach class? How you guys doing? You too cheap to upgrade? All right. You know, like, so, so if I feel like it's a person that might ask me a bunch of those dumb questions, then I'll say, um, you know, all you trap like on planes a lot. You're yep. like, so what do you, you know, what are you in town for? I'm say, well, I, you know, I just flew to Chicago, so I was I was headlining the Zanies out there in Rosemont, nice. so, so which was great. It's a it's a fun club, and Rosemont uh, is it's the Rosemont Zanies, which is really mm. cool. So I'll say, oh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm in. I'll either say I'm like a live event producer. Mm. You know, and we're looking at other venues or something sure. like that. Or you're an accountant. Yeah. Or, or I won't lie. I'll say I'm in sales. Nice. And they say, what do you sell? Oh, like after there's you know live events, you know how the artists will sell like mm. merchandise and stuff. I handle that. Great. Just happens to be just my, my stuff. Has my name all over it. <laughs> and I just walked off stage, but they don't need to know that, Steve. That's none of their goddamn business. That's right. You know what I mean? I mean, who wants to be famous? Yeah. I don't want to hear your nonsense. Like, yeah. I don't want to answer those same questions because then I, I get the like, you know, that they, they challenge you or whatever. So, so it depends on the situation. And then if you're, you know, we, we talk to different like for Los Angeles Podcast Festival, we talk to a lot of different sponsors and sure. companies and people yeah. to potentially partner with. Then I say, I'm Graham Elwood. I'm one of the producers of the LA Podfest. You know, um, if I'm at a film festival, I'm the director of Earbuds, you know? Nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's sort of like, you know, whatever of the 38 plates I have in the air that I'm that are, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, and the reason there's so many things, it's it's... It's just you the you have to hustle as an artist, you know, yeah. because I don't you know, I did a bunch of TV like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And that was that was cool. And that sort of dried up. But even that that was great when I was hosting game shows. I remember I was at a mm. party and a girl was like I was with some buddies and then we were talking to some girls or whatever. And and she was like asking, what do you do? Oh, I'm an actor. I'm this. And I, and I was like, I'm a game show host. And they laughed and nice. didn't think I was serious. It's called studs. That's good. <laughs> so it, you know, it sort of depends on, and now with this new digital media, which is mm. great, 
um, you have to work really hard. I always tell people mm. like doing podcasting, all this stuff is an insane amount of work, but it's really empowering because no yeah. network, you know, NBC is not canceling PodFest. <laughs> no, no, they're not. And if PodFest goes away, it's because we decide to end it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like literally, I mean like suicide, you know, Kool-Aid kind of, we're going to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the main like, room, <laughs> we got a special announcement. <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Jones kind of really culty fuck. We'd like to welcome on stage David Koresh yeah. we're all gonna meet the mothership guys <laughs> so here's some pudding um, so uh, it's it's don't use your tickets at Podfest this year for pudding <laughs> just don't eat the bring your own pudding is what we're saying yes. that's gonna be our slogan bring your own pudding go, um, why am I bringing pudding but yeah, because that's that's the and the reason my Twitter says all that is mm. because I, you know, I went to film school. I have always I've made short films and I want to make movies. I would love to be directing, you know, the next uh, Batman movie or whatever. But I haven't been given access to that. So I have to kind of hustle and do it myself. Yeah, Mr. Affleck, I have a few things to say. About yeah. That. Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple things to say to him. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> After Suicide Squad, I have many things to say to many people. Oh, I'm not seeing it. I've heard some awful, awful things. And just, just let Jackie Cation be angry at you. <laughs> that, that'll be the best part. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Yep. So, so, so you have to hustle and do all of these things. And currently, none of them are on their own providing a full living wage. Yes. So it's it's I'm just sitting there rubbing nickels twenty nickels together to try to make a dollar is what I'm doing. So, sure. um, you know, the road as a comedian is sort of my day job. Mm. That's sort of work I can get quickly and easily and pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been doing as much of that the last two years because I've been really focusing on making earbuds, yep. the podcasting documentary, um, which has been for the for the most part great. It it also makes money channel you know tight like yes. i've got to be like woo, you know and because i'm the amount of time i would spend hustling gigs yep some of that time has to go away because i was in post-production and all this sure. other stuff and now yeah. we're we're getting it into festivals and yep. we're setting up screenings here in la and that all takes a lot of time mm. which and, for you is money which is is it is every every minute that i spend on something is a minute i'm not spending on something else yeah which is then like the good news is so so last year, you know, podcasting and specifically the festival, we had a really kind of great breakout year with the mm. LA Podcast Festival. You know, it was sold out and yeah. And this year we've had our ticket sales are better than they've ever been. Great. So it's it's going to sell out. It's oh, which is just awesome. Yeah. Um and um you know, we've gotten some new sponsors on board and stuff. Mm. The sponsor game is always sort of sort of tricky because sure. you know, the big companies they could have, you know, a new CEO comes in and they change stuff. And then, yeah. you know, like, well, last year we got a bunch of money from you. And this year, well, we're going on a new direction. Mm. So there's always that kind of stuff you have to battle. But that's why we focus so much on the ticket sales and, and the live pay-per-view. But anyway, yep. so so going back to your point about the time is money thing, yeah. one of the reasons I kind of went away from traditional media was, as I said, they can they have to give you. Yeah. You're given a TV show. Yep. You're given a part in a movie, which means they can take them away. Mm. Yes. You know? 
I mean, we're we were just watching Will Anderson's show in, in Australia, which is awesome. And Will yeah. is is I think he's hilarious and he's great and he's helped Podfest grow. He helped Earbuds. Mm. That TV show though, they could cancel it. They could they could yep. yank pull the plug on him. I mean, now he's got a nice he's got a fine career, so he can still be. A, that's the beautiful thing about being a stand up. As long as you can get people out to the shows, sure. So he's got that. But that's the thing about a TV show. Yeah, they can just yank it. You know. Yes. Um. And and and. Not that this is going to happen to Will, mm-hmm. but with uh, the, the, the network that his show appears on has just got a new managing director. Now, I can... That's just what I said about the sponsors. It's the same, yeah. it's the same corporate structure. Yep. And if a new managing director comes on and says, well, do we really? Do we Are need we sure? this? Or we want to go this? Or, mm. or there's just a... There's, for any reason, and the, and the ratings numbers could be great. Yes, and, and, the, and the person could still go, hmm, mm, you know, that's exactly right. And then God forbid they dip for whatever reason. Yep. Then it's like, oh boy, it's really not. Or... Well, they launched the week of the Olympics. Right. So uh, Gruen Will Show started airing on the Wednesday in Australia. Saturday morning in Australia, the Olympics started. Now we are a sporting nation. We will watch Two Flies Crawl Up a Wall on television right. and be there. We'll be watching that sucker. Which, by the way, is exciting. It's, it's a demonstration sport this year. <laughs> the two flies. Yeah, that's right. Man, we've worked our flies hard. But it's, I thought it was beach two flies up a wall because it's Brazil, right? It's like a sand. Yeah, oh, you yeah, know, it's on the beach. It's next to the volleyball stadium. <laughs> it's Look, the, the venue is incredible. Uh, and the favelas really stepped up this year <laughs> helping. Um, wow, that's horrible. Uh, but So, yeah, no, the next two weeks particularly, where Australia's got Olympic fever, mm-hmm. it's possible i would say not probable that the ratings will dip for those two weeks and a a new managing director that lacks nuance i'm not saying that this is the case could go well what's this about so often you have and look in show business this i don't know how many times and this this so so i'll just go into the time question one of the reasons i sort of went away from the traditional media and and part of it was they would. I did these game shows, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get an agent to represent me for film and TV. And they mm-hmm. were like, "We just want you to host. We just want you to be a host and a host." And, and I was like, first of all, game shows went away. Game shows were a blast. They went away. They got replaced by a lot of horrible reality TV, which yes. I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And then the agents and managers just wanted me to be a host. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian, sitcoms, like all different kinds of stuff. Yep. Um, or let's host some comedy shows like this, like like Tosh or any of those yeah. things. Like I can do any of that. Um, and so they were sort of telling me, I know, and there's all this, you can't, and we only want you to do this. And um, so I could put the amount of time into getting a new agent, cutting together a new reel, going yeah. out there and auditioning. I could write a pilot script for myself and take that out and pitch it and pitch it and pitch it. Yeah. And then... Whatever. They buy the pilot and then they cancel it or it's approved and then the new executive comes in and says, yeah. we don't want this. You're, go- you're done or yeah. we got too many straight white guys or whatever the thing is. Oh, even better. Film the pilot and then go, oh, later. Yeah. And the pilot sits on a shelf and I, mm-hmm. and I shot a pilot that they'll never see the light of day and all that time is gone. Yeah. Whereas every minute I put into the festival, comedy, film nerds, yes. podcasting, promoting my own career, it, I get something back. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, just building a Twitter following. And granted, obviously, being on TV, you could just, if I was on TV, I wouldn't have 17,000 Twitter followers. I'd have 200,000 or Let whatever, billion, you know yeah. what I mean? So 
obviously, T, I'd still love to be doing TV. I'd still love to have it. it obviously, I would, but the amount of time it would take me to pursue it yeah. would undermine the long-term goal because it's just more. It's just more of a crapshoot. Yep. Trying to get the big sitcom, and I hope mm. that works, and that that'd be great. Then I'm selling out arenas, and blah, but yeah, what do I do in the meantime? So this is like to me, like you know, earbuds. We 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 crowdfunded it. We raised the money on Kickstarter, so we own it. Yes. I don't have one hundred and forty thousand dollars to pay back to an investor. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, we've got a little bit of money to pay back, but not a yeah, lot. Not Comedy Film Nerds owns it, so we can do what we want. We're trying to get distributors and stuff like that. But even if we don't get distribution or all we get are shitty offers, which is usually what happens. Yeah. Well, Chris and I are just going to sell it ourselves on comedy film nerds and we'll yes. go back and do 50 podcasts like we did during the Kickstarter to promote the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's right. Come to our store, buy the thing, have a great day. I'll be a guest on all of the pod. Will. Yep. Chris Hardwick, Aisha Tyler, Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Doug Benson, all these people who are in the movie and yeah. they, they come across very well in the film are going to probably want to have us on to promote it. For sure. So it's like... Which, it's, marketing 101, brilliant. Yeah. But, it, it, and I know it's not that, it's, it's a, uh, the movie is, is a, a, a definite look at, at what podcasting is mm-hmm. so that fans of podcasting will watch it, get it, love it, be engaged, all of the things. But you can also then sit down with someone who, I kind of know what a podcast is. Right. And just have your mind open. Well, that's the whole goal of the film. It's like yeah. we knew, like I know the podcast fan is going to come on board. Yeah. I know they're going to watch this and go, that's awesome. And, but, and we just had a screening at UTA for like industry and distributors yes. and stuff like that, which was great. So uh, Tawan Baysmore, who did our color correction, mm-hmm. showed up with his fiance. His fiance knew nothing about podcasting yes and she came up to me afterwards and said that was amazing i had no idea the emotional connection i didn't know about this community i didn't know how it helps people Mm. and i said you're the i go you're honestly the target target demographic because i know i got the podcast but like i got it they're there they're there they're in i want you i want you who who, what's a podcast how Mm. what is the you know that conversation i have a couple times a month of no 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 you have an app on your iphone (laughs) No, oh, no, I don't. No, no, no. It's purple. You do. Really? Press. Oh my God. They're like, I, I've done, I want, I just pull out, pull out your phone. I do that, man. Type in Graham Elwood. Oh my God. Look at who knew. Now click subscribe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I always, I, that's, I always tell Chris, I'm getting us new subscribers one at a time. <laughs> Growth is up this week. It's what <laughs> Grandma's to talk to four people that didn't know what a podcast was. Um, but no, so that's the thing. And that's like what we're building on. You know, mm. we want to build up PodFest to, 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 I mean, look what we've done in five years. It's, yeah. it's been, you know, last year was our fourth year and it was the coolest thing. And this is year five and the ticket sales are already bigger and better. And, and, you know, more podcast festivals are coming on the scene, which in the, in the grand scheme of things is actually a good thing, mm. you know, um, because I think one of the things holding back the like big, advertise like the microsoft's and the pepsi's and stuff like yes. that is they're just like what this is this is what is this just some sort of ham radio thing like they don't know what it yeah. is but when they see 10 15 festivals and stuff like that and then they're gonna go oh it's a thing you know this is what this is yes you know because uh, comic-con you know 
40 years ago was just comic book guy, comic book store owners bringing their collections mm. and you walked around San Diego Comic-Con and you just bought comic books. Yeah. And that's still there. Yes. <laughs> but so is Hasbro and uh, Warner Brothers and and, Thor. and you and Thor, yeah. you know, like I mean they're they're launch, they, you know, they had a big thing for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you know, like oh. coming out next May. I mean, so it's I think the potential is there and the global reach of podcasts and I you know, I I've talked to a lot of companies and I mm. say a radio ad goes away, a TV ad goes away, but I said someone will go in the back catalog of comedy film nerds and they'll hear an ad from two years ago. Online is forever. Forever. So that's sort of what, why I've been putting so much time into this. Mm. You know, if someone is like, hey, do you want to be in this TV show or something? Great. Yeah, I'll I'll audition for that or be in or whatever, but I can't put that much time into it because to me, the creative and you know somebody asked me Graham what's your dream gig and I said everything I'm doing now yeah just more money and I don't yes. mean and I don't mean that like oh, bling bling bitches mm. I mean just like a live a, like not struggling yeah you know because it's so it's still very up and down for me and it's like I would love to just and I know it's there it's very close to mm. to where I'm making you know podcasting last year provided about. 30 to 40 percent of my income which is the biggest year podcasting has ever done and so to me it's it's a matter of time you're making money out of podcast graham no yeah (laughs) just a little just what enough right just enough and that combined with the road to where because you know there was up till about three two three years ago like i was doing 30, 40 weeks a year on the road. Yeah. And that's a lot. Yeah. That's a grind. I mean, the shows are great, but the going through airports and the sitting on a rental fun. car shuttle bus and all that crap is not yeah. fun. And I make the most of it and I've gotten to see a lot of, and do a lot of great stuff and I try to take advantage, but that's a grind. What I would like to get to the point is where the festival and comedy film nerds, you know, comedy film nerds were producing a movie every two years Yep, and, you know, either Chris or I are directing it or and whatever we're making movies. Yep. Um, and we're able to like give friends of ours that are talented artists, like, you know, you got a funny script, like let's make it, let's yes. do this. And, and where stand up comedy is, is, um, I'm going on the road cause I want to. Yeah. Like, Oh, that'll be a fun gig or that'll yeah. be cool. Like, let's go. I like that room. The people there are awesome. It's great. It's a yeah. great town. And, and you know, and stuff like that versus I got to say yes to this gig. Yeah. You know, I got to go, I got to go to, you know, this town in the winter. Boratistan. Yeah. That's <laughs> whatever. So, and it's, 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 it's slowly getting there and you really see it. You see the yes. potential of it. And then there's also days where you feel like you're chasing this carrot. That's always oh. six months down the road yeah. in six months. It'll be, mm. then we're gonna, and then you get there and, just yes. in six, six months, six more months, yeah. and I'm like, you've been telling me that for 24 months. <laughs> the LA Podfest, five years deep now, mm-hmm. uh, and as co-producer and founder, and and the process that you're involved in there. I mean, it's as an outsider, as someone who has attended and been in, you know, a participant, 
and loved it. Just you, how many years it. have you come? I only come two. I feel really horrible. <laughs> don't feel bad at all. Because I wanted to come more. And it's, it really it really hurt me last year when I couldn't attend. But that's, that's So you came in, in 13 and 14? I'm going to say yes. The last year in Santa Monica and the first year at the Beverly Center. Right. Well, across oh. the, the, yeah, the yeah. Sofitel. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was 2013 in Santa mm. Monica and 14 was our first year. Both of them amazing yeah. years. To even just in that between those two years to see that was a big jump. the event grow, mm-hmm. to see the caliber of podcasts lift. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, a, oh, well, we got the big one or this, this one is great. It's, you know, that raised tide... You know, High tide raises all boats. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody comes up because of that. Because like, well, it's something well, and people are thinking and things. Well, the thing that's that's happened too, and I'm glad you point that out. Yeah, we need big names in there to help sell tickets. But even the smaller and the mid-sized shows, what we've noticed at the festival just in the last two years mm-hmm. is everyone's like – the first year of the festival, a lot of people were like, okay, what? All right, you want me to record and do my show? Okay. The last two years – like our AV guy made a great point mm. last after last year. He goes, the shows respected the festival more. Not that they disrespected us, but they were just like, yeah, we're in, we're yeah. in and we're bringing a list guests and we're going to do something special yeah. for, they're not just going to do their regular show. No, We're going to make it because it's live and it's, we've got humans there. Yeah. And it's fun. It's yeah. a special event. And they've been telling everybody we're, you know, on the regular podcast guys at Podfest, it's going to be big. We got this big guest. We're doing this. We're doing a giveaway, whatever they're doing. Yes. And that's the thing that you I will see my buttocks. Yeah. You're going to see someone's going to be naked, you know, but I think that. All of the shows trying to out guest each other, yeah, is great. Yes, you know, and and the announcement of the big guest and the, we're going to do this special thing. That to me is really cool because then it makes you the fan mm. go, oh shit! Every year, it's going off. It's going off. Like there's some big cool thing happening, yep. and it doesn't. You know, every room doesn't have to have doesn't it doesn't it doesn't like we have to have the top twenty on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You know, we've yes. got some smaller shows, but they've got loyal, rabid followings yep. and they, or they do something interesting. We, we always pride ourselves on trying to bring in some new shows, Yes, new, sh- not just new shows to the festival, but shows that are new podcasts mm. that are maybe a year old or less. Um, because I want the fan to come to the festival and go, well, I'm really coming for these five shows. These are the shows I love, yeah, but sure. I want to check out. You know, I want to see what these other ones are about. Oh, discovery is so important. It's great. As, as an Australian, uh, it, it would have taken me a little bit longer, but Podfest really helped me come to know who Todd Glass was mm. really quickly. Right. And holy shit, so funny, so good. Right. Um, and seeing him so many podcasts, Americans gosh. that see, that's the thing that I love hearing that about you knowing Todd Glass. Mm. I've known Todd Glass for 20 years. So many American fans learning who Will is. Yes. Learning who Steel Saunders is. Yeah. Like that to me is like awesome. All these people are like never knew who Will was. Yeah. Had no idea. Then I heard him on, you know, film nerds or whatever. And it's like, like Will told me a year ago he was on our show and he had been on the States touring. And he mm. said, Graham, at every show, there was at least one person that said they heard me on comedy film nerds. Right. That is awesome to me. Yeah. That a guy who was... You know, the biggest comic in Australia? It'd be up there easily, yeah. Easily. One of, yep. you know, he's on the short list. I mean, he's at... Oh, he's packing rooms out at comedy festivals. and yeah, He's he's a name. He's hosting his own TV he's show, He's on his right? TV show. He's yeah. selling out theaters. 
you know, he's a he's a name and yes. Americans wouldn't really know him. Yep. How would they know him? Unless he's on TV here or he comes here and does the podcast. Yeah. You know, like com- comedians now come to L.A. and do the podcast circuit. Like they come uh, comics from New York and, and other countries and stuff like, oh, I'm coming to L.A. And they email everybody. Can I be on your show, this show, this show, yeah. this show? Because I'm promoting this new thing or whatever. I love that. I love that that's happened. And I think the festival, that's part of the reason why Dave Anthony, when he came to Chris Mancini and myself and said, we should do this. And we, the three of us sat down, we're like, yeah, yeah, because that was L.A. was like the ground zero for it. And I love that the festival has become this. Yeah place this and the and the community that's built there all these people now that came the first time they came to Podfest, either in year one or whenever they came alone and now they're meeting up with now it's like mm. when are you getting there let's hang out people are having yeah. parties in their hotel rooms and all this like i i yeah. love i love that sense of the community it's, it's so fun a, a hand on heart if you get the chance to go go it's very hard then to go Oh God! Now how do I get there next year? Yeah, because you'll want it, you'll just want to go. It's it's that kind of connection. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a core group of people who have gone every year. Yeah, and they just like circle the dates on the calendar. Yeah, as soon as we release them. Oh, I can think of a couple that are friends of mine that are like, yeah, that. been at the first one, been at everyone, we'll be there. We're going there. We're going as soon as you announce the dates. That's my vacation. Yeah, and that that to me is so is so cool because I've been to a bunch of film festivals. I've been to uh, you know some some comedy festivals and I've had great times and a lot of them are one yep. run real, really well and I've had fun but the thing that we you know that's the thing I'm sort of proudest of is is the building of the community there. It's such uh, it's become such a big machine too now. How long before that takes over? Like it, seriously, at some point, if it keeps growing the way that it is, and I don't mean ten years down the track, I mean quite soon. Mm-hmm. At least one of the, you know, the the core three or four of you guys are going to have to go, either we need to take a hold of this full time or we need to appoint someone to just make this happen. <laughs> your, your timing is very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, one of the things we've done this year is... Um, so uh, we've got a new festival director, uh, mm-hmm. Andy Wood, who helped with the festival grow and was great. Uh, he just got really busy with Bridgetown. Sure. And we needed a full-time festival director. Buddy on the ground, yeah. You know, we need – so we hired this woman, uh, Tabitha Bohannon, who's been great. And she's – Excellent. That's her job. Nice. And then we brought on uh, this gentleman, Simon Lamb, who's our business affairs guy. Yeah. He comes over from Insomniac. Insomniac is the company – that um, produces the Electric Daisy yeah. festivals. Yes. Those are like 100,000-person yeah, EDM yeah, yeah. festivals, and I think there's 10 of them around the world. <laughs> yes. So he's coming from those. That's who we, we were like. We realized, you know, Dave and, and Chris and I were like, look, this festival was I'm proud of the fact that it started as a couple of comedians, you know, it's all just handshakes and comedians. Come on, do this fun yep. thing at this hotel in Santa Monica. But we were like, last year when we saw how big it was getting, we were like, we got to. Yeah. Because we were all so busy. Like, if we can't, you know, it's that thing. I'm not getting paid a full-time salary, so how do I do this? But how am I going to mm. get a full-time salary unless I put full-time labor in? Yeah. It's such... A dilemma. The behind-the-scenes scalability is often what defeats a lot of things like this because you want it to be big, you want it to grow, but that's right. It's like, how do I then? How do I do this? How do yeah. I pay my bills? Yeah. If I, 
you know, like, but I got to put the time in to make this thing grow. So yep. we were just like, okay, let's, let's, you know, there's, you know, no one's making a, a yearly full-time wage, but there's enough like hire a festival director for like three, four months to like, that's what they do. That's yep. all they do. And, and that has been, we worked a lot at the beginning of this year, sort of redoing the infrastructure or, or improving the infrastructure sure. in terms of the behind the scenes. And that's been huge. Right. And that's why we didn't move venues. Yes. Cause we were like, that's too much. You'll have to soon though. You got to. Yeah. It's, Probably gonna happen soon. <laughs> it's probably gonna happen. A, a bigger hotel, a bigger, a bigger space, right? It's, it's gonna, gonna have be... to happen. The Sofitel has been so great to us. They've, mm-hmm. they're, they're such a great, the great hotel, great staff, great location. Location, but we... yeah, unless you guys are gonna knock down some walls and turn rooms into venues. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really it just has to happen. But we really needed to kind of get everything in order in internally which we've yes. done and i think it's it's been Just a lot better process and stuff right people yeah. people i think that, that maybe haven't been involved in event stuff don't recognize that behind the scenes to have someone turn up and go yeah yeah here's my email registration either printed or, or on my phone uh how someone hands them a, a lanyard with a thing on the bottom of it that they've already checked in or whatever they go and look at the nice pretty thing on the wall here's the the take home you know the schedule you can look at and circle yeah. and all that sort of stuff and walk around the corner and see merch tables and you know i want to get a drink here at the bar that that's not like just make a call and it's done <laughs> yeah and then you gotta think all this stuff through. oh god and then go into the showroom where you see yeah all this AV equipment. Yeah, the tech behind it is it's not just mic and a speaker. No. You guys are streaming it and people are buying access to, to watch it live. To watch a video live. Yeah. Plus, we rec- the festival records the audio on all 40 shows. Yeah. And then, because we didn't want the artists to be fumbling with their equipment. No, God, no. We can't. Up there, it's not- Here's my Zoom. Can you just plug it in? Please, no. sir. We were like, that would be a clusterfuck, <laughs> for yes. starters. A clusterfuck. Plus... It takes the pressure off the artist. Yep. And so you're the artist. You finish your podcast and we just go here. Here's a wave or an MP3 file and yep. post it whenever the hell you want. And then, you know, we have, if you look at the schedule grid, which is now at LAPodfest.com, it's a two hour grid. Yes. Shows are 90 minutes. You got 30 minutes to turn the room over. Yep. <laughs> this takes 10 months of planning. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is no joke, man. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and we, as the festival grows... That means you just have to have more staff. Yep. You know, in, in the first couple of years, we just, we had a lot of volunteers and thanks. And then we were like, we got to start paying people. Yeah. Well, there needs to be some consistency, right. some professionalism. Because you, you can have volunteers and, and they are the lifeblood of every event. Sure. But in those key roles, if you have, for example, if you had a volunteer as talent manager, you know, who are we going to talk to? How are we going to lock all of that stuff in? That might work for the first couple of years. Yeah. But, but all of no a sudden, way. you're getting either the, the same. Same, same podcasts where it's always the same ones every year or the very similar types right. or you're getting really obscure ones. Right. <laughs> really have heard of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just here to talk about my podcast. Yeah, God damn. We uh, get to 40 downloads an episode. Right. You really like it? I talk about the gestation period of uh, Blue Whales. <laughs> Marvelous. It's called whale time. Yeah. I feel very... Oh, I'm in my fourth month myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's those kinds of things. It's, it's yeah. I mean, that was logistics. one of the things. It's crazy. It was one of the things we did last year. So, in the past, we had volunteers as the stage managers, and mm. last year we're like, no. So we paid 
stage managers in each one of the rooms and they work that room the entire festival that's their room and that was so much smoother yep and it was critical too because last year we had lines out the door yeah so we had bigger so if we would have just had some volunteers being yeah i can't really say no and yeah yeah, i mean all but come in a couple of paid people were volunteers that we promoted because they 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 were awesome as volunteers but some of them were just like, I just wanted to work a couple of shifts and I get a free ticket. Yeah. Which I get. Like, yeah. I get what you're doing. That's that's yeah. totally cool. And so, like, that was a paid position and we're just hiring more people. And and I think we're, we've set ourselves up to really handle expansion well. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, there's always things you learn every year. You know, you after each festival, we sit down and have a meeting and say, this worked, yeah. this didn't. You know, what can we improve? And this is Which is so key, right? Yeah. It's, again, it's another thing that needs to be done to make next year better. And if you if it was just, well, the three of us, four of us that run the show, we sit down and have, oh, I like this, I did that, that was cool. If we no. then don't involve the technical people and, and you know, the yeah. whoever was liaising with the hotel, let's get the feedback from them and or if we don't have that stuff yeah forget it we're done and i mean we've done so many things like more all these more full pay time positions and then we've done stuff like we've added just a um a uh what do you when you buy your ticket Mm -hmm. a survey yes first year how'd you hear about this yep why are you coming (laughs) you know who are you and are you my mother would you want to do this again like where do you what would you pot you know like who would you like to see in the festival next year like all this stuff and that that data has been important, sure. you know, because a lot of it you got to understand is from our end in terms of talent booking is complete. Some of it we're better at it now, but it was just guesswork. You're just yeah. looking at the iTunes top hundred, going, I, I don't know, is this person going to bring tickets? Do they have a crossover audience? Like, oh, to be fair though, to you guys, in in you, Chris and Dave, as Working comedians, right. people have good connections, even just in LA, but then even broader mm-hmm. because of the nature of the work that you do. Those first couple of years, yes, there would have been elements of how do we find some and what's this Night Vale thing right. and that kind of stuff. But you have some great connections to Yeah, start. we're all friends with, we were friends, yeah. sure, we're friends with Mark Merritt and Aisha Tyler. and Never hurts to have those kinds of yeah, names. That, that, playing, that, drop them out there. That helps, yeah. And, that's, and that was, I think, you know... The thing why we were able to do it yep. is it was just we know these people. We're friends with them. Yeah. We've all been on each other's podcast. Good talent. You know, we've heard the stuff. We've had yeah. the yak. So bring the game. Um, and I think that's why they trusted us because we weren't just like they weren't like, who the fuck are these guys mm. with this festival? It's like, oh, I know Dave and Chris and Graham. Yeah. So, OK, I'll do it. And, you know, you're seeing it. You're seeing it grow. And that's that's been that's been the cool thing. It's just a, it's a crazy amount of work, but how, how did you and Chris, uh, make the decision to start this comedy film Ned's podcast empire? <laughs> like just even back in there, whether we should sit down, we should be recording this conversation. It started as a website. Yeah. Um, very few people don't know that, but we, st- we launched as a website in April of 2008. Yes. So in January of 2007, Chris called me and said, let's have a, I got an idea. Had you guys been buddies or? Just- I've known, yeah, I've known Chris, like I've known a lot of comedians. Yeah. I knew him from when we all moved to LA in the, in the mid nineties and I met him. He booked this show at the borders. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no longer there, but it's actually 
a block away from the Sofitel. What bookstores are? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, where they sold CDs, other things younger listeners might not understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, the father of the podcast. <laughs> so, I met Chris doing that. Yeah. And then. You know, he and I both were short filmmakers and, you know, had short films that we'd sort of run yep. into each other. I remember we both were up at Park City. He was in Slam Dance and mm. I was in uh, No Dance was the name of the festival. <laughs> yes. So there's like a half a dozen festivals during Sundance. Yep. So we would kind of knew each other. So we just, he's just one of the many comics you've sort of worked with and run into and you sort of know and yeah, you've done shows. Yeah, 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 cool. We get along. He's cool. Um, and I had produced a, a DVD myself called mm. Grandma with Live from Afghanistan, different than my documentary called Afghanistan. Yes. So Live from Afghanistan was made to raise money to fe- finish the film. It's just yes. a concert. It's just me performing in, in Afghanistan and war zones and mm-hmm. bases. Uh, and I also raised a little money for the disabled American vet. So it was a really cool right. thing. And I am not a technical guy or a tech guy at all. And I hired an editor made it and I went to disc makers and made these DVDs so it's 2006 so DVDs were still very prevalent yep um, not that they've gone away completely now but you know um, it was the way that you got media is the way that you got media out yeah. right at, at, at that point um, and Netflix was only doing DVD at that point yep and I had a website grandmelwa.com and I put a store in there using Yahoo Merchants yep and I just fumbled through and figured out how to do this. And Chris had a DVD had come out at the same time called Myopic Visions, which is mm-hmm. like a compilation of all of his short films. And I was we we had run into each other, or maybe we had lunch or something. And 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 I was getting you know he was telling me how he was getting his DVD out there, and I was getting tips from him. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got a distributor and this that and the other thing, and a sales agent, who to get and who not to get. And I said, oh, I just put this on my website and I'm selling it. He goes, wait, what? Yep. He goes, how do you mean? I go, I go through PayPal. They buy it. I get a shipping order and I sell it. Yeah. He's like, what? I go, yeah. And I could tell, we joke about this now, but I could tell and in his mind, he was like, wow, Graham's not that smart. (laughs) If he could figure this. Oh, no, no. It's not that we don't just joke about it now. It's... It's And if this dipshit can figure this out, <laughs> then maybe. So then about a month or two later, he called me and said, I got this idea. And we talked and he pitched me the Comedy Film Nerds website. Oh, great. Funny movie reviews written by comedians, yep. online content, videos, and we sell comedians CDs, DVDs, T-shirts. Yep. And he goes, there's a way, I think, to sell short films as a download. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... And he, you know, Chris is a very sort of uh, methodical, practical business guy. Yep. And he was like, I think it'll take this much time. It'll take this much money. And, you know, we got to devote this many hours a week to it and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And initially I was like, oh, yeah, sure, buddy. We'll run a website. Good idea. <laughs> um, and so we just started meeting like once or twice a month and and getting ready for the website line. We just went through everything. You know, yep. we we created an LLC and we got a business license, a resale license and all this stuff. And, you know, we launched the website. And so the first year people were like, God, I love your content, but your website's a mess. (laughs) Cause they love, we had, we, and we started to kind of figure out what our brand was of like funny 
smart movie reviews. Yep. And right around that time, you know, Jimmy Pardo had been, I think, 06, he had started doing his podcast. Mm -hmm. I had a podcast back in 06 called Comedians in Combat. It was on the Now Live Network. Cool. Um, but I had to go to this studio and we did it live and then it was oh, downloaded. Like yeah, it was yeah. so, it was like, it was so rooted in radio, like yes. so much podcasting. You work. come to us. We yeah. have a studio. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm driving to the Valley and it was a cool show. I wish I could grab, I wish somebody had access to the, con- I wish the files were somewhere because it was me interviewing other comedians who'd been in war zones and oh, we course. traded stories. Yeah. And every comic had these hilarious stories and these really heart wrenching and sitting you know, really emotional story. Yeah. So it was a really cool podcast. So, but I didn't get it. It was 2000. Yeah. I, was, I didn't get the power. It was this early, year. right? It was early. So anyway, I started to be a guest on a lot of shows. Mm. Not a lot, but the, you know, the six that were happening back in 07, yes. 08, and everyone was starting a new one. And then people started having Chris and I on as the comedy film nerds. Excellent. And I remember Matt Belknap going, how come you guys don't do a comedy film? What do yeah. you, why don't you guys? And I was like, Oh God, we probably should. And I had learned how to, I had a voiceover agent at the time and I was on the road. I started going on the road heavy in 08 mm. and then 09. It got, so then from like, Oh, eight, Oh nine, you know, is when I started going on the road and I got this voiceover agent and I was like, because I would go to the agents and record the voiceovers there. Sure. And then I started going on the road and they showed me, they'd say, buy a snowball mic, use a garage band, and this is how you record your auditions. Yes. So I'd be sitting in a hotel with a towel over my head. You're listening to KCL. Yeah, exactly. Or we're like, time for a new Chevy, you know, or whatever, whatever <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I did a lot of video games and stuff like that. So I said, Chris. Hate was, yourself? I go, <laughs> Need money to pay your mortgage. Um, <laughs> Contemplating death. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? So we kept talking about it and Chris was like, oh, we got it. And I was like, Chris, I know how to record and post it. Mm. Yeah. Like I know how to run. I figured it out and I stumbled through it and I go, we'll go through. And I think at the, the, we used Podbean or whatever back then. Mm. And it was like late 2009 and we just started recording. Christ. these shows and we did a couple ourselves and then we had Mike Schmidt and Jackie Cation on and mm. we were like oh and within a couple months we started to kind of figure out what the format yep. was Fangio Grove yeah. you know and, and we we recorded every two weeks and then by the summer we were doing it once a week and then that's become the focus of the whole business yeah. is now all around the podcast well and connects through to so much of the business right anyhow because like you said it, comedyfilmnerds.com still exists it, it's new yep. film reviews funny smart mm-hmm. all of that stuff still happens and we it, we found that the podcast then drove business for the online store. Sure. You know, and and driving people to the online content, the yep. reviews and the columns and stuff like that. And we redid the website, made it a lot cooler and easier to deal with. Much maligned forums yes. still exist. Yes, much maligned. The forums are still there. <laughs> um, the uh, Don't let people have a voice, ever. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't let people tell them what they think. Like, just let them hear what you think. Yeah, the forums have clearly taken on a mind of their own. <laughs> like, I, I feel like when I post on there, they're mad. Like, <laughs> What's Graham doing? Oh, here? it's his thing. I know. It's like, the, oh, the mom and dad are here to check on the kids. Like, you were supposed to be out of town. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, like I was saying. Like I was saying. <laughs> so, um, 
it's like uh so yeah it's become this big this, this this business and and comedy film nerds um the year prior to earbuds being in well 2014 i you know comedy film was starting to pay chris and i close to a livable wage actual money yeah. actual money recently a lot of that money's been diverted to finish earbuds yep. which is fine but that's Chris and I remind ourselves that's our business model. And your choice too. No yeah. one said you had to, but no. you guys acknowledge this is a thing we're passionate about. We want to do it. Let's and also that. realize that when earbuds is done, that's a product that is going to bring in yeah. a lot of money and will set us up to do another film. Yeah. And you know, the people that Kickstarter are a huge fan. We've funded three projects now. Chris's yes. graphic novel, the first year of the pod fest and earbuds. So we're like looking you should, at, guys, should, should kickstart. Um, a website to make money where people give you (laughs) (laughs) great idea fund giver (laughs) so um, yeah so it's now it's like that's our that's how we're going to raise money for our next film Mm -hmm. because Kickstarter has told us they had a dinner for a bunch of big Kickstarter people at Comic Con and the whole idea was to meet other and you guys yeah (laughs) yes yes so they're like We'll let these little comedy film nerds yeah. sit at the. We didn't. They didn't let us talk to Kids anyone. Table. Kids table for sure. We had yeah. snacks, um, but no, we met these like comic book people who were like, yep. "Oh, I do, I do oh, two a right. year. I fund my two graphic novels a year," and and so because what we learned through Kickstarter, they told us this. So once you fund, once somebody. Once you fund something and everybody gets their product. So yes. we can't do this until everybody gets the earbuds in yep. their hand. Once they get the download of the earbuds film and they're done and they're like, this is awesome. I'm glad I gave you money. 60% of those people will automatically fund your next thing. Reinvest. Yep. They'll just go, oh, I like these guys. Yep. Believe in them. And after that, 80%. Great. Because now once you get to your third thing, they've already gotten two things from you, you know, mm. and it's like. It's done. So like you're just you're just it's a funding tool. It's you can direct the next Batman film. Yeah. Just kickstart the shit out of it. I might. I mean, why not? Like it's 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 everything I've wanted to do. And it's a like kickstarting is a lot of work. Yeah. And it can be pretty stressful, but it's also as I said, it's the word is empowering. Yeah. You know, we're a production company like you know how long it would have taken and probably, I don't know if I could have done it, raise 140 grand to do earbuds. Oh, I don't think it could have happened. Forever. I, I mean, you. I'd yeah. still be, I would have, they would have been like, huh, what? No. And, you know, and then we got Squarespace to come on board to help us pay to go to Australia and Japan. Yep. A web company. Yeah. And we were told by smart people, people whose opinions I like and respect, oh, nobody does product placement. Mm. The only way you can do product placement is if you get, you know, it's like, a Pepsi can and an Avengers movie, yeah. like those kind of giant deals. Some will have a car balancing on the end of a statue. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I go, unless you're a tentpole film, forget it. Yeah. We found a different way to do it. Yeah. which And a question, if I may, the, the, the Kickstarter model, here's the thing we want to make. You guys chuck in, let's get there. Oh, we made it right. Now let's do it. Versus um, like the Patreon model, which is a month-to-month subscriber mm-hmm. base uh, those kinds of things. You guys loving kids, Kickstarter and doing that. 
What was the thought behind it doing it this way? Was it just because it's a single thing and everyone can get behind it versus support comedy film nerds because we want to do this? Yeah, I think because we needed the one project. Yeah. I think Patreon is great, and Chris yeah. and I have talked about using that potentially. But lots of people are doing it, and, and you know, it's helping their thing be a thing. It's got, and some people would be like, yeah, I'd rather just do this. you yeah. know. And, and so I think Patreon's great. What I noticed on Kickstarter was the things that were the most successful were the single projects. Yeah. And what you're doing on Kickstarter is you're basically pre-selling. Yeah. That's the main, that's what I saw these comic books do. I saw everything is you're just going, oh, I want to get an advanced copy. Yep. And honestly, I thought to myself as a fan, I went, well, shit. Mm -hmm. I would have, you know, if you told me we got, we got a kickstart Guardians of the Galaxy or something, you know what I mean? Like, and I get a thing and an autographed poster and a, for 50 bucks, fuck yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm all over it. And I would love to then say, I helped make that movie. Yeah. You know, watch the credits. I'm the 500 millionth yeah, person. Yeah, in the you got to see. But well, I'm there. Yeah, you got. You're going to need a, a, you know, a magnifying glass or whatever. Lots but, of pausing. <laughs> lots of pausing. But that's cool. Because how often does a regular person yeah. get their name in the credits of a movie? Yep. Not. not you know, at all. and this way you get to do it. And I was like, it makes. I think it makes more sense. I think there's some certain like the single project. I don't. I guess maybe I don't see it and I'm sure there's people being successful, but it doesn't seem like the Patreon model would work as well for the single project. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but kicks- well, no, it's, it's probably quite reasonable. It's right. just differential. right? Yeah. I think they're just, you're just doing different things where Kickstarter and some people are like, why don't you do Indiegogo? Because Indiegogo, Chris and I were like, if we don't get 140 grand, we're not doing this movie. Yep. It's not on. Cause if we raise 60, 70 grand, the movie still would not be finished. We'll make a great short. Right. Or we'll be in post-production for four years. Yeah, that's right. Raising 10 grand here and 15 grand yeah. there. And we were just like, nah. So this way, the movie's done now. It's in festivals. Yep. It's just, we're just testing the marketplace before we release it to people. Oh, I cannot wait to see this. It's going to be so good. Just even hearing you guys talk about it, because I, I listen to, to comedy film nerds and hearing... Um, other people talk about it and, and seeing that, you know, the the success that's starting to come for you guys and getting it into festivals and mm-hmm. having all of those things start to, to go. Yeah. And uh, like hearing the responses from the people who saw it last year at the screening at Podfest. Like, cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Cannot wait to see this. It's been, it's been such a cool thing and the response, you know, again, we just did a screening, like I said, the UTA screening and, you know, some people who were, in it, some fans, some, mm. some Kickstarter backers, you know, like David Huntsberger was there and stuff like that. Yeah. And I love people going, man, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I Excellent. love, I love hearing that. I love, you know, I, I that's the goal. We sort of want to yeah, Trojan horse you a little bit, the audience and get you to kind of, but that's a good documentary. Right? Yeah. Right. That's what you wanted. That, 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 those are the best documentaries. Like I still haven't seen tickled, but I'm like, oh, I so want to see that. I've yeah. just the little, with the little things I've heard about it. I'm like, this sounds amazing. Anything that starts up hitting, you know, it's down the path and then takes a very big <laughs> <left> turn. <laughs> so into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but yes, look so for when nearly at time, for those that do want to get a chance to see uh, earbuds when it does become public, how mm-hmm. can they do that? So there's a lot of things. You could go to um, – we are 
still pre- you can buy pre-orders at comedyfilmnerds.com. Um, you can pre-order a DVD or a download mm-hmm. um, that comes and there's you can buy T-shirts if you want to help support it. Yep. Um, so it will be for sale for the general public at some point this fall. Great. American fall. Yep. Um, and, you know, it'll be out there. And one of the things we're going to do is take it, uh, you know, on tour and sell tickets. And we're looking to p- potentially do that. We're going to take it to Australia for sure. Excellent. It'll screen live in Australia. I, wa- I want it on the big screen in front of an Australian yeah, audience. Yeah, I really, I, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, so just, if you're new to us, just follow us. We're comedyfilmers.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on iTunes. We're iTunes.com slash CFN. We've got our own page. Um, hello. Um, at Comedy Film Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. We have a fan page on Facebook. So just follow us and stay, and we'll be giving you up to dates. Mm. Um, so that's how you can help. And you can help. You can buy copies of it now. So you, you'll get yeah. the, first, the first round that ship. You'll be one of them. Um, mate, my order's in. I'm waiting for my DVD. Can't wait. <laughs> no, it is. Like when you guys, because you, you'd done the Kickstarter and I missed the chance to give them that. And then you guys came out, well, here's, because we need some more money for right. post stuff. So we're going to open up pre-orders. Yeah. Get in. I went, yep, here's the money on the table. It's, I'm invested. I'm there. Which is the, so, which is going back to the conversation we had earlier. It's the community. Yeah. The podcast community made this film happen. Yes. You know, podcast Paid fans and podcasters paid for it. Yeah. And podcasters and fans are who we interview in the film. They're it becomes the w- a tangible thing for people to help even explain what a podcast is. Right. Too. That's you, what I want this to be. I want you this to be like. podcast is? Sit down for 90 minutes. Sit down. Watch this. Yeah. That thing you listen to every week, you try to explain it to me. Don't, don't listen to me explain it anymore. Yeah. Watch this and you'll come away and go, I got it. Yep. I've seen people. There was a woman last year at the festival when we showed the, the rough cut who was like in her 60s, had no idea. You, I couldn't explain it to her if I tried. Right. And she walked away, said, I'm in. Yep. How do I listen? Let's do it. So that's what the film's going to do. That's so good. My hope. <laughs> what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months, Graham? Um, well, uh, expand Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Sure. Release earbuds. Yes, check, check. Um, and, you know, uh, do more surfing. Check, check, check. <laughs> But yeah, and 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 release your buds and take it around that's the world. Your Kickstarter dollars hard at work. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, that's. You didn't even get to talk about your. Any, yeah, there's that, so many things we still haven't. Talked I know. About. That's um, well. I'll come to Australia. and We'll do this again. Damn straight. Um, so yeah, that's that's the goal. Uh, I'm still doing shows. If you follow me, you know, go to GrahamElwood.com yep. at GrahamElwood on Twitter and Instagram, and my fan page on is Facebook.com/slash/GrahamElwood. You can get all my tour dates I'll be doing more shows and mm. if we come to Australia to show earbuds we'll do stand up if Chris is with me we'll do a live comedy film nerds yep so um, yes damn straight you will yeah so yeah and help me is it Instagram or Instagram or Instagram because <laughs> I'm losing track <laughs> I will swear twice I heard you say Instagram now I don't know if that's what it is but what is your Instagram account is at Graham Elwood. How it's not Instagram, I don't know. I know. I should have done it. I should have. Jesus. I should have done at Instagram. I'd be. I'd have a thousand. Hey Graham. Yes. Thank you very much for the chance to speak with you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, dude. Now you've just given us the big blur on on where to find you and all of the things. Look, if you want to find Chris, just follow him there, right? Right. It's the same place. At Chris J. Mancini, yeah. 
Um, Podfest, what's the thing you're most looking forward to? It finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Everything working. <laughs> the live stream works. Everything's oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, aside from those obvious things, like I just want it to be a nice, smooth event. I want everyone to have a good time. Yep. Is, um, you know, I love that we've got, like, my favorite murder is mm, is yep. Karen Kilgariff's show. I've known her for years, yep. and I love seeing it's it started at this little show, and now it's blowing up, and it's like yep. a top 20 show in iTunes, which is great. So I love when we get a show like that. Mm. Um, you guys have got Joey coming back, don't you? Surely. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if Joey McIntyre's schedule is like, but we'll, I, can't, I can't guarantee it. No, I, and I hear you, but it's even just seeing him, like seeing him that first year in Santa Monica, and then seeing it pop up again yeah. in the in the third year, it's like, man, this is golden. I this know. is the best running gag ever. If we can get him to come back again, yeah, we'll see. But he's a very busy man, and I don't want to push that friendship. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like Graham. Come on, man. Every year I go, and you make fun of me. Oh, Jesus. And what what relationship is this? This is painful. Like last year when he did the Q and A because yeah. we screened, we had the Q and A, and he stands up and he's like, "How come I?" This is the joke I worked out with him. I wasn't in the movie more. And I was like, oh, well, you all you wanted to talk about was Tom Brady and the Celtics. <laughs> and then I was trying to get him to sing and he wouldn't. Mm. And afterwards, I was like, oh, I feel bad. I was like, dude, I'm sorry about that. I know you got people always going, hey, sing. And yeah, he's like, it's like me. It's like, tell to, me a joke. It's that. I felt the minute I realized that I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. He's a, he's a very nice guy. He goes, look, Graham, we got to hustle for our work. If we don't hustle, we don't eat. So mm. it was Great that you had the courage to say to ask me, and it was great that I had the courage to say no. <laughs> I was like, "You're a good friend. I'll let that slide." So I don't want to keep pushing that, but you never know. You never know who's going to be it. That's my to to answer your question. So there's a bunch of cool new shows. I love yep. seeing Todd Glass and Paul Gilmartin and everybody and all my friends like that because it's like a reunion. Yeah. The thing that I'm most looking forward to is what surprise cool fun thing is going to happen there yeah that's the thing i loved because like i'll hear oh my god they got this guest or this they just did this you know or i'm i'm in a room and some some in, impromptu shit just happens mm. that's the the excitement of i don't know yeah. what that's gonna be is the thing i get excited for the most every year yeah lapodfest.com <laughs> tickets available <laughs> not for long <laughs> This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Graham Elwood is indeed human.